0: On SENSA, you're listening to
1: The
2: Sandful Show.
1: Fierce Rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
2: That is correct. Fierce Rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. And Dan Menzel is joining myself, Jared Walsh, on SENSA on... A big day for international sport. I say good afternoon to you men's. We'll talk Sandful in a moment, but have you got World Cup fever? Because everybody else does around the country.
3: Yes, Walshy. hello and good afternoon. It is a massive day for the country. It's the, I mean, I love all sports. So I was going to watch it anyway. But the following that it's got from your casual viewer in Australia has been absolutely incredible and Uh, It seems like there's a lot of people jump on the Matildas in this country, which is great for sport. And uh, look, I think there's a bit of optimism there too.
2: I think it's very exciting to just celebrate lots of different sports and also as soon as the national team gets involved in anything, we all jump on board. We are a festival country, so it's good to be able to do that. And speaking of festivals, we are only a couple of weeks away until the Host Plus Sandful Finals starts off. So let's straight get into it and talk about uh, the results of the past couple of weeks with our weekend review.
1: Writing your performance review. It says more about me than you. It's morally defeating
3: and often misleading. But this is the best we could do. So here we go.
2: Men's, talk us through the games. What did you take away from them?
3: Yeah, there was three games on Saturday, which were all really close finishes. So Norwood took on South Adelaide at Cooper Stadium, at Norwood Oval there, and an emotional day for the Red Legs. And they did it well. They kicked sec- uh, six goals in the second quarter to hang on against South Adelaide by two points. So a very emotional day down at Norwood there and an important win for them. Um, Did you see the stir and Central's game by any chance or the finish to the game?
2: I absolutely did. We copped feedback, men's, all week on SENSA Breakfast. Mark Bickley and myself, first of all, from Central's fans saying why do you not get anyone from centrals on your show? And we were thinking, hold on, we've had a fair few centrals representatives on the show this year. And we're going to do that by speaking to Harry Grant really soon as well. But um, yes, the end was unbelievable. And of course, Sturt just scraping over the line in the end.
3: Yeah, they did. And it's an important win for Sturt and an equally uh, tough loss for the dogs because Mm. for Sturt, what it does is it keeps him in contention for that minor premiership, which is rather incredible. And, for the dogs, uh, they sit in sixth position. Uh, still a chance, but this is one that definitely costs them. And and uh, the other game on the Saturday was Port Adelaide taking on Glenelg. Hey, Port's form is stacking up at the moment. They only they still lost the game, but it was only nine points against probably the the best team in the comp right now.
2: Yep, let's keep on going through them because the, the top five is really shaping up. We can have a chat to the birthday boy, Jacob Surgeon, about fifth position um, a little bit later on in the show, but North Adelaide ended up defeating Woodville West Torrens and it's, it's almost season over for Deville West Orange, you would think.
3: Yeah, well, it is now. Mathematically, they are done. There's four teams that are now mathematically can't make the finals and they are one of them. The turnovers hurt them again and North Adelaide's clash on through in the end. And the last game was at Murray Bridge. West Adelaide taking on the Adelaide Footy Club. And again, Adelaide just keeps on marching. They kick 15 goals again. Their offense this year has been unbelievable and a good 38-point win over the Bloods.
2: Now, can I ask you uh, a question in regards to that Norwood game? I think Sandfall covered it with the respect that it, it certainly deserved. And we spoke this time last week, it would have been such a challenging thing for the players to actually find the emotional energy to play. And they did in the end. It's always nice to get a win in games like that. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. But well, what a what a powerful day um, in such a sad time for the football club, local football And of course, for so many families affected.
3: Yeah, 100%. It's uh, always a really tricky and difficult way to handle a situation such as that. You're forced into a position that you don't really know what to do because you don't expect it. And so for Norwood, I feel like they handled everything as well and as respectfully as they could have. And... In terms of their playing group and on the ground and on field, um, they needed to start well because, not that I've been in the situation, but when you have emotional weeks at footy clubs and things are quite challenging, if you don't start well, it does quickly get on top of you. And potentially it did in the last quarter. They might have run out of legs. They only kicked two goals in the last quarter to South Adelaide six, but they were very good early and um, a very well-constructed week from the Red League Football Club.
2: Alright, let's have a look at the things that you liked from the weekend. Tell me all the things I want to hear, That's what I like about Men's, what are you loving at the moment?
3: Uh, well, she, I got five out of five in my tips last week. <laughs> uh, so the thing I like Just a it, bit of me time. Well, the thing I like about this is if you, if we take you back to last week's show, I did a ladder predictor for what the ladder would look like at the end of the season, and that is still all on track. Mm. Um, but the other thing I really like was the close finishes. Thirds come back over central's. Norwood holding on against South and. Glenelg just over Port. Um, some really good close finishes again on the weekend.
2: Hey, can I quickly throw one in there, of one of the things I like from the weekend? Because I think... Any three-peat should be worth celebrating. And that was the double blues in the wheelchair grand final on Friday night. So they have gone back to back to back, defeating your former club in Woodville West Tyrants. But that was great for Sturt to have an early premiership in 2023.
3: It it was. They have been the stewards and the best team in the wheelchair comp now for three years. And what's happened is the other teams have gotten better. And they are coming and the Eagles showed that on the weekend. But um, congratulations to the double blues for that three-peat.
2: Okay, what didn't you like, men's? Let's go into this intro. The Fire. Fire. Fire.
3: Go for it. I feel this is going to be controversial. Yeah, what I didn't like was Central's led by 20 points, 24 minutes into the last quarter and lost the game. Mm. This, unfortunately, it could end their season. They now need to beat both North this week to be any chance and more than likely Port the following week. But to be up, we'll ask Harry Grant about it shortly, but to be up by more than three goals with maybe four or five minutes left, it's uh, it, that one hurts.
2: It's been a good year for the doggies. They win the women's flag and where they're sitting in, on the ladder at the moment, yes, as you mentioned, there's there's a chance that something could happen for them and, and Jacob Surgeon will have a lot to say about that um, uh, when we speak with him. But you've got to walk away feeling like the doggies are on the way up, right?
3: No, you definitely do. that. the, the Definitely headed in the right direction, which is great to see. I just feel like some people at their club will be saying, we probably should have won two or three more games that we had in control and, and we let slip. And as a result, they'd be almost locked into that final, that fifth position. But it's now just made it a really challenging and interesting last couple of weeks. And it's one that they definitely let slip on the weekend.
2: We did mention that Adelaide and Port Adelaide are going to lose some players going back and forth from the AFL side, but those two teams now are sitting in that top five with with Adelaide still winning. So it doesn't seem to have affected them too much.
3: No, it doesn't, which is quite remarkable with the players that have gone out of the Adelaide team. And we mentioned them every week with Crouch and Schoenberg, and then their back lines depleted now with Borlace and Keane going into the AFL team. But they just show up every week with no matter who is on the park and get the job done. And... Port Adelaide's the other one that I think everyone expected to drop away a little bit, but barring a, a bit of a collapse over the last two weeks, we should see Port Adelaide making finals this year as well as the Crows.
2: Now, normally I ask this question at the start, Dan Menzel, and, of course, we love the Sandful Show, uh, fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. How did you go on the weekend for Pathway, and how many games you got left?
3: Uh, we have one game left, so this is the last one this weekend. We can't make finals, unfortunately. Um... On the weekend, a little bit tougher for the Pathway boys and myself. Uh, went down to Kingston. And so on the way to Robe, got down there. It actually looked like an okay day. And the boys said it always rain, rains down here and it always is blowing a gale. And I was like, oh, it looks all right. And by half time, it was absolutely bucketing down. So it wasn't the nicest or prettiest game I've ever played in. Um, but uh, no, look, one game to go. Really, really enjoying my time down there. Did you kick any goals? I just kicked the one on the weekend, so a little bit quiet from me.
2: And I did notice that you've walked into Studio Lumo not with a bottle of wine from the Kunawaras. So what happened there? Did you stop into Robe? Did you go to that big giant crayfish or whatever it is, or were you just football focused?
3: No, I went down on the day this week. Uh, We uh, got a little van that we hired. There was six of us that went down on the day and then drove back that night. So... It's uh it made a really good and enjoyable experience, but no, we didn't get time to uh to throw the uh throw the traps in and, and try and catch anything or get any cunawara.
2: Tell us about some of your teammates, men's. Is there, like, a macker? Is there a big fringe who plays for you? Tell us about some of the characters of the football club that you probably shared this big van journey with too, which would have been great. Yeah,
3: no, there's a boy-o um, who <laughs> – he, uh, he's your hype man. He didn't even play on the weekend, but he still came down and drove the van down for us. So um, – he uh, He's one that got me down there, which is great. But uh, every club's got him. You've got players that just, you, you have your standard fullback. You have your, your up and about midfielder. Your, it's, it's amazing how, not just that, the support staff. It feels like the support staff, whether you're at a sample club, an AFL club or a country club, they're all the same bloke. They all don't love giving massages, and they all—they all are there, and they're volunteers. But they all just are the same. So, yeah, look, shout out to a few of the Pathway boys. Um, but uh, yeah, I just—I love the um, that no matter where you are and what level you are, it just seems like it's the same sort of setup.
2: Yeah, Well, I love getting all this insight from you with one game to go, Dan Menzel. As we mentioned, it's a a big sample show today, not too far away. We'll speak to the coach of the North Adelaide Roosters in Jacob Surgeon. It's actually Serge's birthday yesterday. So we need to talk to the birthday boy and see how much cake he consumed, if he let his family have any. Um, And also from Centrals, Harry Grant is going to join us. We love doing these fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. We'll be back next on SENSA. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show.
1: Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League
2: fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel on SENSA and we are billing this as the match of the round in round 17 men's because Central's prepared ahead to prospect on the weekend to take on North Adelaide, hoping to get a spot in the 2023 Sandful Finals campaign and someone who certainly has a role to play this weekend is from the doggies. Harry Grant, good afternoon to you, Harry. It's a huge game this weekend, mate. I mean, if that's an understatement, um, that's certainly uh, an obvious thing to say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, season defining for us. Um, Like it's either do or die this week. It's almost an elimination final. So that's the way we're preparing for it.
3: So you take on North Adelaide this week and then Port the following week. It's set up beautifully for your footy club to have it all in your hands to control your own destiny. How much has that come into the, I guess, chats and the talks around the club, um, particularly this week, but even in the lead up?
1: we've we've put a big price on it because um, that's the ultimate goal for us is to play finals footy so it's um, yeah as I said before the next two weeks is just basically treating it as an elimination final so um, that's the way we'll be um, preparing this week of training so intensity is lifted and stuff like that so
2: How have you approached the season so far Harry? I mean we we always associate central districts with the the glory days back in the early 2000s, and then there's been some really challenging times. But we've loved watching the team play this year, and we can see a growth. And that may not necessarily turn out to be finishing top of the table, but can you see a pathway for the next five to ten years of this team back, being back where they were and uh, appearing in the finals and potentially being in there for a long time?
1: Yeah, and we, we have a plenty of belief, like, once we once we do get there, we're a good enough team to beat anyone on our day when we um, when we play our best footy. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of been, I think, three years in the making. Um, this is Tomo's third year at coach, so it's been a slow build for us over the past three seasons, getting our game plan sorted, getting some key personnel in. Um, and then now it's just we're reaping the rewards of hard work over three seasons. So um, hopefully... We can see that this weekend and then the following weekend against Port and um, get rewarded for that. But we're a young side. um, You know, we continue to grow. We're always looking to get better. So um, we're no finished product, obviously. But um, we'll, uh, we'll be striving to, you know, once we get in there, to stay in there and be a successful club again.
2: I'm glad you said that as well because you look back over the past couple of seasons for the Doggies, you didn't win more than four games. So to be able to, to be in a position you are now where you've won seven already this year, um, that must give you that confidence to go, well, actually we can be competitive with anyone on their day, but soon enough you'll be in a position to beat anyone on their day.
1: Yeah, exactly. And well, sometimes the way we look at it is, Like, we lose to Sturt by three points at Unley in round four, and then we lost to them again by four points on the weekend. Uh, We lose to Glenelg by 11 points at home. Lose to Norwood by five points. Like, they're all, like, gettable games, and it could have gone either way. And, you know, if we win half of those games, then we're probably looking a bit differently. But, obviously, it wasn't meant to be. But uh, we haven't we've only had one sort of hiccup against the crows and besides that we've played some seriously competitive footy this year.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a good point. Your yeah, quality and your top end this year has been far greater than it ha- what it has in the past and you've been in every game as you mentioned. I just want to ask about your own form, particularly this year. The last two weeks you had 32, 31 the week before, you're averaging 25 disposals a game. You're still only 22 years of age, is that correct?
1: Yeah, 22. So,
3: the development for you, mate, I guess the on-ball opportunities and how you've taken your game to the next level to this year you've been, without a doubt, one of the best mids in the comp. How have you got to that level from where you've come from?
1: Um, yeah, so last year, 2022, wasn't um, a great year for me. I was uh, hurt my knee and I was on the fringe a little bit, um, fighting my way to get back in the side. But... Um, it was like everyone sort of says it. it's about your summer and I think I had a very good summer and worked, um, worked on some really key aspects of my game um, and, yeah, I think I'm reaping the rewards of that now and then the, the biggest thing is just enjoying my footy. Um, when I'm having fun and having a good time with my mates, I, I seem to be playing really well. So um, it's just, yeah, enjoying myself and, um, you know, focusing on my preparation and my processes um, so training well during the week, recovery, nutrition getting those little things right and then just um, yeah playing footy on the weekend
3: and so in terms of team success it's been a real fortress at home this year six wins and three losses and a little bit of a challenge away from home with just the win, one win away Going obviously have to make that two this week against North Adelaide the discrepancy and difference between I guess what you've built at home and then obviously how difficult it's been away from home
1: yeah, it, and we play on a um, very big oval at home and um, and we're quite a fit side overall. So I think that's, um, that plays a role in our um, style of play. It's just being able to find that, um, being able to move the ball on some smaller decks and stuff like that, which we've been um, working really hard on. Um, but I have no doubt that we can do it this weekend at Prospect um, on their deck as well. So um, it's just about... Training well, preparing well, and executing it when the, in the big moments.
2: Harry, let's stop talking about footy. So, are you from South Australia originally, <laughs> or have you spent a bit of time away from Adelaide? No,
1: nah, so I'm I'm from Queanbeyan in New South Wales. It's just outside of Canberra. Um, so I moved here in 2021 um, to play Stanford footy. Um, so yeah, not South Australian.
2: So were you part of the Giants Academy?
1: Yeah, so I, um, I was in the Giants Academy, um, growing up and then, um, it was, uh, trying to get drafted in my 18s year didn't quite work out, work out. So I was, um, looking for some opportunity to play the highest level of footy I can. Um, and obviously the sample is the best competition outside the AFL. So, um, yeah, I, I decided to move over here and, um, yeah, give it a, give it a crack.
2: It's a really good advertisement for the Host Plus Sandfall League too, though. If you've got people like yourself who are in such a growth market of Australian rules football in New South Wales saying, no, I don't just want to move somewhere else. You, you specifically wanted to come to South Australia because of the standard of the Sandfall, which is great. So then so then, what attracted you to Central's?
1: Um, so I had the same manager as Corey Durden, um, uh, Trevor Clisby at Strategy One Sports and um, we just, I was looking for opportunities, and um, Central's uh, got in contact, and we had that relationship there, and um, met Tomo, and it sort of just snowballed from there, really. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I liked um, liked the club. The boys were great, um, so yeah, that's sort of how it came about. Um, and then they were willing to give me an opportunity, which I'm forever grateful for.
3: So you're not part of the Luke Harbour football factory that uh, Central's have recruited so well from for uh, the best part now of two decades.
1: Yeah, I'm not from Wagga, so I'm three <laughs> hours away from Wagga. So I won't, uh, I'm won't. i not from the Luke Harbour footy factory, self-proclaimed that is.
3: Yeah, 100%. No, he's he's been around for longer than anyone hubs and uh, and still going incredibly, which is great to see. Hey, what are you doing outside of footy?
1: Um, I'm a fourth-year apprentice Sparky, so get qualified this year, so that'll be nice. Um, So, yeah, just working full-time and playing footy.
2: Have you electrocuted yourself before?
1: (laughs) No, no, I have not.
2: Good. No, that's a good thing. But <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good pun to say that you, you're electric on the footy field, just thankfully not off the footy field.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't be a very good one if you said you did. But <laughs> no, I haven't. Not that's good.
2: No, we like it. Um, Harry, thanks for having a chat, mate, and having some fun as well. The purpose of the Sample Show, which we love, is to to get to know the people that make up the Host Plus Sample League, but also um, uh, to basically spend a bit of time learning about your story, which is fantastic, because we love people like yourself who say, oh, I just want to play at the top competition in Australia, outside the AFL. And you are here now, the season isn't over. Good luck this weekend. If you want to play finals, you've got to beat the best teams in the competition at home too. So um, it's a challenge this weekend. But again, as part of the growth of of your football club. Good luck. If you're good enough, awesome. If not, the journey continues.
1: Nah, thanks, boys. Appreciate it.
2: Harry Grant joining us on the Sandful show, Fierce Rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. I love that as well, men's like for someone, and we didn't prompt him to say, yeah, I wanted to come and play in the Sandful just because it's the best. Like, players come here because they want to play at this standard of competition.
3: Yeah, they do. And Harry's a good example of he comes over here and he's you look at him and go, Maybe he's fringe or just gonna get in the team, and he is absolutely dominating in this competition at the moment every chance to be team of the year this year. He might even win the coaches' votes as well, which would surprise a few across the competition. But um, not just that, he's a great kid. I I left the Dogs and went to the Eagles and he then came in. We didn't actually have any crossover and I've always had really good chats with him after games and um, a great person, first and foremost, and his footy has been electric this year.
2: So are you saying that because you left, you left room in the salary cap for Central's to get Harry in. So basically his success is thanks to you.
3: I am saying that because <laughs> I left the club and there was a bit of animosity there, um, he came in and um, was just awesome. He doesn't matter. He, he's come from interstate and um, has always been very um, friendly and, and a, just a great all-round bloke.
2: Hey, can I just defend you for one second? Because uh, we had some text during the week from one person who said, you never get Central's people on. Because of Dan Menzel, he doesn't want him on. You are so <laughs> open to actually getting Central's peoples on. And you've also moved past that because that was like three or four years ago or whatever. So can you just say for the record that you don't have an issue with Central's and we can move on?
3: I, I love some of the guys at Central's and I'm, I'm glad we got Harry on. We've been planning Harry for a number of weeks. Um, Good. Kyle Presbury, Dylan Weaver, some of the best people, even Jeff Brown, some of the best people are at that football club. So Love it. Um, I'm wrapped to talk to a Central's person every single week. So shout out. To you, Slab.
2: Totally agree. Who slab?
3: Yeah, Adam.
2: Adam the sla- Why do you call him Slab?
3: That's just the nickname.
2: Okay, I won't ask. We'll ask off the air. Um, next we'll also chat to someone who probably had a slab last night in celebration of his birthday, and that is the coach of North Adelaide, Jacob Surgeon. On the Sandful Show, Fierce Rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. On S E N S A, you're listening to The Sandful Show.
1: Fierce Rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
2: Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. And uh, it's been a big show so far too. Still to come, we have Dan Mental's power rankings and this weekend's matchup where um, we've already heard from one half of what we are calling a season-defining matchup this weekend, the match of the round. And we've heard from Central's. Now it's time to hear from North Adelaide. But most importantly, the birthday boy himself. Let's chat to the coach of the Roosters. Happy birthday, Jacob Surgeon, for yesterday.
0: Oh, thanks, boys. <clears throat> Thank you. Another year older, so um, still look like I'm, you know, below thirty, which is good. So, <laughs> how did you Appreciate celebrate, Serge? Up, so. What did you do? Um, I had so I had half a day at the club. Uh, I usually catch up with um, Craig Byrne, our CEO, Chris Mooney, our president, and Tubbsie. Um and We have a little meeting in the morning and. The club went down to one of our sponsors, Chanelas, who do like fruit and veg and um, all these beautiful little donuts and stuff like that and put a nice little package together for the team down there. We had a coffee and a bit of a chat and um, that was nice. And then um, I watched, about, uh, watched uh, about three quarters of the Central Sturt game um, and then my beautiful wife took me out to lunch at Luigi's uh, in the city, which was, which was <laughs> beautiful. So <laughs> no, very, very lucky.
3: Oh wow, you've you've had a great day, Serge. Um, now we we are building it up here as the biggest game of the year for you, as the coach. Is it just another week, or this week against Central Districts? Is it pretty season-defining?
0: Um, uh, from my point of view, it's just another week. Um, but I think from you know, your, your your guys' point of view and the media's point of view, it's season-defining. Um, It's been season-defining for us probably since halfway through the middle of the year, I reckon, since the the break. Um, So we've known that we've had to play well and we've we've had to win, Um, and uh, we're just putting our heads down, thumbs up, and we're going to work.
3: So on that, a a big part of your team this year has been the lack of health with a lot of guys and getting them on the park. It's going to be massive if you're going to be playing finals. Uh, I want to know where Aaron Young and Nigel Lockie are at with their hamstrings and Alex Spina with his quad.
0: Yeah, Youngy will miss this week. So Youngy's got a little hammy. Um, so yeah, really disappointing. He did a chill, like, literally on the break at three quarter time against the Eagles on the weekend. Um, it's just a bit. It's just a bit of tightness. I don't don't actually think he's done a string. But you know, when he's a Magarey medalist, we ain't going to risk him. Yeah. Um, Nigel Lockyer will play some footy this weekend. Um, either in the league or the reserves. We haven't decided yet. We'll see how he trains tonight. Um, But his form before he went out was pretty good. Um, It was unlucky that he did a hammy in the the weekend after we had a bye. Um, And who was the other one? Alex Spina. Alex Spina, the captain, he'll he'll probably definitely miss this week, but potentially available for next week. So, um, yeah, it's been the story of our year just in regards to injuries and uh, things haven't fallen our way um, this year in that aspect. And as you know, mate, to compete to... Compete at the top level, um, you need to make sure that you've got majority of your guys fit um, all year to give yourself an opportunity, and um, we're slowly getting there. But when we do get back to some sort of um, reasonable um, level of fitness with a group, we, we lose one or two soldiers. But as we all know, it's not um, football and clubs aren't just built on you know a couple of blokes. It's built on the whole, a whole club vibe. So um, I'm pretty lucky that you know we've got some some good players who are playing some good footy in our reserves.
2: So, Serge, how are you going with player availability? Because the reserves have been struggling this year. They, they need to win to, to get off the bottom of the table. But um, first of all, you need to keep your players engaged if they want to get selected for the league team. But also, player availability is a realistic problem that you probably go through when it comes to your injuries.
0: Oh, absolutely, it is. You know, I can't. This is uh, so since my time at North Adelaide, even since 2018, being in the head of development role. Um, this has been the year where we've had significant injuries to some real key players and and longer term stuff. So, um, you yeah, know, we go through with our medical staff and our and our fitness staff in regards to why we've had so many either soft tissue injuries or or stuff like that. So, in that aspect, we're pretty professional. Um, yeah you know, a lot of stuff comes down to you know we went to, you know, we went to a grand final last year and you know some guys had to have some post operations a bit later and missed a, a certain part of pre-season and all that sort of stuff and as men's would know you know it's it's the teams and the guys who can get full pre-seasons into the, the ones who um uh, who generally have have the good seasons and um you know we've we've probably been struggling since that since the start of the year
3: yeah, and so what I found interesting on the weekend, Serge, is you kicked 10 goals after half time and started to show signs of that offensive juggernaut that was obvious last year. Um, you must be pleased with how that looked and potentially what that might look like leading into the next few weeks.
0: Oh, well, absolutely, it was. I, I was pretty disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty disappointed at half time with the way we were going about our football, um, offensively and defensively and, and, and structurally. And. Um, I went in at halftime and challenged a few of the leaders and a few of our guys in the regards of the way we were going about that. Um, and to, from my point of view, it was really pleasing to watch those guys step up and respond. Um, I'm talking about Sam Mays, Andrew Moore, Mitch Harvey, um, Ken Ramsey. You know, those guys really stood up in big moments. Uh, I thought our defenders were outstanding. Um, Cam and Craig... Uh, Reed Van Justed and Clive Fringle really stood up and uh, and played some big football, but then Dyson Hilda, he was the catalyst for us. You know, he's a 197, 198 centimetre kid who's you know leading our inside 50 tackles for the year, which is which is amazing, and he really buys into everything that we're trying to do. So, you know, once I you know, put it on those guys and challenge them to to step up to the plate, you know, they really did that. And um, from my point of view as coach, when you can do that, it's, it's really pleasing.
2: Serge, it's a short one today, mate, because uh, we've got to keep on moving. It's a massive day for Australian sport with the Matildas playing tonight. So it's a shortened edition of the Sample Show. So good luck on the weekend. And as always, thanks for your time. um, And did you save any birthday cake for us?
0: Uh, No birthday cake. Actually, yeah, good point. No birthday cake last
3: night. <laughs> Disappointing. Get on to that. My God, I'm so just, sorry.
0: But I'm going to hit Ali up. You know, she was 99% did everything, 95% did everything right, but no birthday cake.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow. I've not only just Thanks for reminding this me, guys. Thanks, well,
0: Appreciate that.
2: <laughs> I've just caused you marriage problems now. I'm so sorry. Hey, Serge, good luck on the weekend, and thanks for your time, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Serge. It's going to be a huge match this weekend with uh, North taking on the Doggies. We will preview that next. And, men, your power rankings. Are we looking forward to some movement, hopefully?
3: Yeah, there's been a lot of calamity this year. Uh, maybe not so much today, though. Oh, we'll see.
2: Okay. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandfall League. Our match previews for round 17 and Dan Menzel's power rankings next. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show.
1: Fierce Rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus right, Sandful League. Fierce Rivalries.
2: League. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League as we are heading into round 17 of the 2023 season. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel in Studio Lumo on SENSA. It's been a big show as well. If you have missed it, you would have missed us catching up with Central District's Harry Grant and also the coach of North Adelaide, Jacob Surgeon. We will put both of them on the podcast. But men's, let's have a look at the matches coming up. And first of all, the big ones that have huge ramifications for all the teams competing.
3: Yeah, so we mentioned last week there were five games to go with massive ramifications on the rest of this season. Centrals versus Sturt last week and Port versus Glenelg. And they were tight finishes. There's a reason we had uh, Jacob Urgeon and Harry Grant on today. North versus Central's—it's probably the biggest game of the season to go. It is basically winner will probably make the top five, and loser will arguably miss it. So it is a huge game on the weekend. It's that prospect. Uh, so maybe there's a slight edge there to North Adelaide back at home, but um, yeah, this is going to this is going to shape the top five.
2: Okay, we'll get your tips for the remaining matches of Round 17 in a moment, but it's time for your Power Rankings. Power
0: to the people.
2: So, mens, this has been something that the whole Sandford community has looked forward to every Wednesday afternoon. Your power rankings, where they sit, why they sit, um, if they haven't moved, why? I mean, you are creating waves throughout local football, and we love this. So, let's get into your power rankings. Who's sitting at number ten?
3: At number ten, it is West Adelaide. They have conceded nine. They conceded nine out of the last ten goals to go into halftime against the Crows, and Unfortunately, they need to beat Norwood this week to be a chance to avoid their fifth wooden spoon on the trot. It's
2: amazing speaking to Adam Hartlett last week about the positivity in what he's building. I mean, it's it's never good to get a wooden spoon, but there's there's going to be growth there. It's just a matter of when, right?
3: No, there definitely is growth there, and we've seen it this year. I think for, for Hearts, one thing he'll certainly be aware of is they won three games last year. They're currently sitting on three wins, so he'd love to just get that extra win in the remaining fortnight to be able to... On paper, look at it and go, yep, we've definitely improved.
2: Who's sitting at number nine on your power rankings? At
3: number nine is the Eagles. So they were in front, spot three goals in the third quarter against North Adelaide, but that's when North's clash proved too strong against the Eagles and uh, they stay at number nine.
2: Ninth on the power ranking. So do you have any thoughts on what they will potentially do, as in who they should look at coaching-wise? Do they need a younger coach? Do they need someone with AFL experience coming back? I mean, you're you're close to that team. What do you think is going to be great for the group? And obviously you've got no idea because you're not playing there anymore, but do you have any thoughts on what would be good?
3: Yeah, I think they have put out, uh, and they are accepting applications up until next week, potentially. And, uh, then we'll look from there. Look, I always think that you have to look at the AFL landscape and see if there's any AFL assistant coaches that yeah. might potentially be coming back. Um, you look at and the example I'll give is Twig Rollins comes back from North Melbourne and then within a couple of years, uh, wins a flag with Norwood. Um, I think they have to look at that landscape and see if there's someone there that's potentially can do it. But, um, yeah, they've got an, a good young group of players coming through and they'll be able to recruit. And they've got a lot of AFL players in the system that potentially they might get a few back. So they will bounce back pretty quickly. They just need a coach that can go in and, and harness um, that development in particular and really get them back to a really strong position.
2: What about number eight on your power rankings?
3: Number eight, South Adelaide. They had a six goal last quarter, which gave them a shot against the Red Legs, But unfortunately, as we've seen far too often this year, they've just fallen short at the pointy end. At number seven, number seven, it's Norwood. Now they could and probably should be higher on this power rankings list, but because they are out of finals contention, uh, I'm going to keep them at seven at the moment. It's
2: been a, a season of two halves for Norwood, hasn't it? I mean, the, the last couple of games have been interesting if they, they didn't have that horrific start to the year we'd be speaking about them playing finals.
3: Well, five and three, they are in their last eight weeks. Mm. So it, it does, it, their form stacks up. And so it is one of those, what could have been if they had have got the first part of the season right. Before we get to the top five, who's sitting just outside in sixth position on your power rankings? At number six at Centrals, they led by, as we mentioned, 20 points, uh, 24 minutes into the last quarter. It's a bad loss, but um, that is all in their hands now. They play against the two teams above them. So... They have a realistic shot at making the finals if they can get it done the next two weeks. At number five? Number five is North Adelaide. They're clashed on through against the Eagles. They've got the game against the Dogs this week. It's as simple as this for North Adelaide. Win and you're in.
2: Am I noticing not much movement this week in your power
3: rankings? Uh, We usually have a fair bit in the power rankings, but we haven't had a move yet. So we'll see what happens with the last four. It's a good pick up by you, Jared. Uh, Thank you so much,
2: Dan. At number four?
3: (laughs) Number four, it is Port Adelaide. Uh, A really impressive performance against the Bays. They matched them in all the metrics, uh, but for Port, a win this week will guarantee them finals. They take on South Adelaide.
2: Okay, top three. Hit us with it.
3: At number three, it is Sturt. A late surge against the Dogs uh, was a, a nice win, but it still shows there is signs of vulnerability for the double blues that they need to iron out come finals. We haven't had any movement yet. Is there movement in second position? (laughs) I can see you waiting and holding for something to happen, but it's not going to today. For the first time all season, for the first time all season, there will be no movement in the power rankings. At number two, it's Glenelg. They did what they needed to at Alberton. Win this week will pretty much guarantee the minor premiership, but I am not going to put them above the number one ranked team, which is Adelaide, because they just keep on rolling. They've won their last five games, Again, their, their offensive power is incredible. They've kicked another 90 points in a game of footy. Their defense is number one in the comp. Their offense is number one. I'm keeping them at number one.
2: My goodness no <laughs> movement lots of insight and we love that fierce rivalries nothing beats the host plus sand full league all right men's let's get your tips heading into round 17 so the uh, round begins on saturday at flinders university stadium where south adelaide are going to be taking on a traveling port adelaide who have to win if they want to lock away that
3: final spot exactly that i feel like with Port, uh, their form in the AFL last week and starting to get some players back to health, I feel like they will be good enough to go to Flinders University and get a win.
2: I'd like to call it the game of the round because you said it's got the most ramifications and probably the biggest game of the season for both these two teams at Prospect on Saturday, 240 North Adelaide against the Bulldogs. We've uh, spoken to representatives from both sides already on the show today, but who's going to win?
3: Yeah, look, it's it's one of those ones that, that there's been a lot of evenness between these two teams throughout the year, and the home form has proved very strong for both sides. I'm going with the home form on this one, and that's not that late.
2: Can the Eagles defeat the Bays at home on Saturday? The ball bounced at 240.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a really challenging one for the Eagles. We know that Glenelg's form has been sensational, and I feel like... Um, a couple of injuries, particularly down back for the Eagles, is going to be tough against that Glenelg forward line. So Glenelg I to win.
2: This is going to be a really good game on Saturday too between Westies and Norwood, I reckon. I mean, both teams um, have had a challenging year. Norwood just getting over the line over the weekend. But the the Bloods haven't been poor. Like if you look at win-loss, you go, yes, poor. But they've been in every game they've played.
3: They have been. They've been good for the majority of the season, West mm. Adelaide. And, and at home as well, they've showed some really good signs. They lost to Glenelg by... Only 10 points a few weeks ago at home and Sturt not not much more before that. So they will be competitive, but I really like what Norwood is building into heading into next season. And I'm going to pick the red legs here.
2: This is the power rankings cut between Sturt and Adelaide on Saturday at Wigan Oval 2. Who wins this one?
3: Well, if Sturt can knock Adelaide off here, then I think we might see a new number one next week. However... Again, I can't tip against Adelaide's form. They are the in-form team in the competition. They are playing some great footy at the moment. I think it'll be close, but I'm going with Adelaide.
2: And who are the Pathway Panthers playing this weekend? Or what's your team called again? Uh, it's
3: the Lions, the Pathway Lions. Pathway Lions we yeah. take on Border Town, the Roosters. So uh, it uh, will be a really good um, really good challenge there in a similar position on the ladder. So uh, just a nice nice one to finish the season. Are you
2: playing at Border Town?
3: At Pathway. You're thinking about making Ooh. the tri- trip down, are you? Absolutely not,
2: um, but, <laughs> but I wish you all the best. Are there good bakeries around that area?
3: There are. There's not a lot in Pathway, if I'm honest. It's just a little convenience store, but uh, on the way back, you go through every single town there is on the way to Melbourne, so it's, um, there's definitely plenty of places to stop in at.
2: I would have brought you a present back, I'm just saying. Oh. I, maybe I'm the selfless one of Well, this we've joy. still
3: got another couple of weeks yet, so just, um, mm. just sit on that for a little bit, will ya?
2: Okay, thank you for that advice there, Dan Mental. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandfall League. Enjoy the footy. Men's good luck this weekend, and we'll catch you soon.
3: We'll see you next week, guys.